Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and thank you so much for tuning into this week's Food for Thought, a podcast that's on a mission to equip you all with the evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, registered nutritionist, author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each of the 12 episodes, I'll be joined by guests, all of whom are experts in their field, so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. Whether we like it or not, our brain is constantly thinking, influencing our every choice. Now, as we begin to take on more responsibility and travel far beyond our front doors, which we haven't done in quite a while, finding our happy balance in the steps that we will now take may be potentially challenging. This week's Food for Thought sees mind and movement mentor Richie Norton and I explore how we can all tap into the power of positivity and transform the way that we think and feel. Hello, Richie. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Before we jump straight in, it's so important, isn't it, to discuss the fact that I think healthy is not always happy. And we were chatting just before uh, we went on air about the challenges of business life, you know, things that we have to do. And happiness sometimes doesn't come easily does it when you've got a lot of work on your plate (laughs) yeah there's um there's that same way it's important to try and find that balance between work and play and do things that make you happy and follow your heart and follow your dreams and follow your passion but sometimes you do just have to dig in and Mm. uh and work through the obstacles and challenges that are, are inevitable really but i think i feel that's where the rewards come right and then when you get to enjoy some peace and quiet and find that moment of happiness it feels like it's been earned and you can enjoy it so much more <laughs> yeah it's it's so true it's so true it's the way that your mindset or the way you look at the question itself I guess and how you answer that and mm-hmm. that there's a lot that I think needs to be done as well on the perception of I guess what success is because it will look differently to everyone yeah it's an interesting one unpacking that because success, I mean, I've come across various different mentors and incredible teachers in my time that have delivered that in different ways. And the underlying consistency seems to be making sure you're 
able to live the life you want to live. So it's different levels of what I would say, you know, happiness and success are. And for me, part of success or the journey to success is is being close to nature, for example, something super simple, being able to wake up mm. in the countryside. I feel like I'm successful because I've achieved that, even though yeah. it's not everything I, you know, I, I, I want from this life and I want to achieve, it's still a step in the right direction. At least I'm, I'm putting the building blocks in, in various different levels of mini successes and little wins. So I feel like I'm at least making progress, even though it feels like sometimes it's, it's taking some time. I feel we need to celebrate those little moments of success. And I feel like it constantly changes as we, as the world opens up to us and, and we explore new uh, hobbies or passions and and follow our heart and go after the things we really want to achieve and yeah I, I've, it's an interesting one that one I think we can unpack that for a, probably a whole episode but <laughs> I, I do really feel it's important to, to have people recognize that it, it needs to be seen as a journey and something I don't think mm. that ever really ends but the foundation mm. of it for me is is making sure you're living the life you want to live you know how can you be successful if you're not doing what you want to do right if you there's mm. certain things i feel we've got to do along the way that aren't always our, our dream role or uh, our dream existence but as long as i feel you're working the right direction it's something you can you know put the right energy into that's that's so true it's almost like having an element of realism or just having expectations that match what is realistic i think as well and celebrating the small wins like you said you know you're, you're grateful for waking up in the countryside and would you say that this sort of way of celebrating you said celebrate the small wins but is it possible to do that individually or do you perhaps need somebody else to acknowledge a small win with you do you think as human beings we need that contact to be able to acknowledge success interesting one i, I personally mm. would say no because i feel like I mean, don't get me wrong, it's nice for someone to like enjoy the experience with you and to share these experiences with you. But my personal journey has been a lot of it has been a solo admission. I I went out on my own to try and achieve um, different things that I was drawn to and felt compelled to follow through with. And there were times where I'd be on my own traveling and working on projects and digging deep and learning new things. And I didn't have anybody to share it with. So for me, it was that the momentum and the, the drive to keep going when things even got hard and challenging and didn't quite, uh, I guess, unfold as I wanted them to. I had to do the self-talk. I had to like mm. hype myself up. I had to wake up the next day even earlier to try again. And I feel there's a lot of power that comes with that. And I, and I feel that sometimes the mini wins that you celebrate for yourself because you 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 like you appreciate how far you've come are really satisfying because at the end of the day you're building your life for you you're you're creating happiness for you you don't need anyone else to make you happy we should all try and find these things yeah. in our own existence so i feel it works both ways i think it's important mm. to recognize that it takes work and we have to like i said earlier dig deep in situations where it can be quite tough and challenging and um, not a clear path. But when we find people that support what we're doing and compliment what we're doing and have your back and celebrate things with you, it makes it even more epic. But 
there are times when, and most of the time, where we just have to keep, you know, moving forwards and just accepting where things need to change and, you know, make sure yeah. we see the hard work that's going in there is, is, is stepping you in the right direction. I really, really like that answer. And I do think that accepting that we need to find happiness within ourselves. And um, this is this is not my, my words. It's a line from somebody else we had on the podcast. And she said that happiness is not a state we're meant to be in permanently. Mm. You know, it comes and it goes. And it's acknowledging the fact that it, it will appear sometimes. And other mm. times embracing you won't always feel that way. Because mm. I think hopes and experiences, they can be short-lived. Mm -hmm. So what, why, first of all, do you think that is? And how do we change our mindset towards this way of living? Interesting one. So all I can really reference against here is, is my, my view and opinion and experience mm -hmm. in this. And you know, I, I'm not always happy. As much as from the outside looking <laughs> in on my social media, you might think, yeah, this guy's got it all figured out. He's uh, living his best life every day. There are definitely times where I'm caught off guard. I couldn't plan for the thing that happened and it can, um, it can you know, knock you down a few pegs or put you in a lower vibration, as I would say, and it can be hard to pick yourself back up. And I, I find in those moments, rather than letting that control me and dominate my mindset and leave me in that negative space, that headspace, or I guess steer me off the positive path that I was on, it's it's about accepting that that's going to happen mm. and i really believe that the obstacles that when they are presented to you and challenges and emotions you know whether it's work life relationships it's going to happen that's that's part of your journey so rather than let it completely derail your journey and this this path that you're on why not look at the things that you could learn from that situation to become more resilient or to prepare a little bit better next time, to be more compassionate, to be more understanding, to be more grateful. So for me, that was never part of my childhood. It's happened in my adult life, going through this, this process of becoming a coach and a teacher and mm. looking for people that I'm inspired by and seeing how they've done things and then I try and apply it in my own way. And that way, when things do happen, and they still do, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more prepared. So my mindset is, is kind of more understanding, less reactive and more calmly responsive where I just kind of absorb what's going on. And then I guess taking some time out to, to understand yeah. what the next best steps are. And that way you're never completely, um, I guess, sh shaken off the path that you're on. It just may mean that you have to divert your energy somewhere else temporarily and, and I guess that's why these tools that you hear me talk about are, are so key because they work in in all sorts of different situations yeah and I mean do you think it comes with there's an element of that that you describe that comes with age then the ability to just absorb it because I do feel that when when we are younger I know I'm I'm not of the elderly age yet but I do <laughs> feel <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend I'm a I'm an all-knowing person, I really am not, but I do feel a difference between my 30s and my 20s. And I'm sure when I'm 40, I'll say the same, and 50, I'll say the same. Um, perhaps there is an element of age there that enables you to think that way. Yeah, so when when I think about being wise, <laughs> that wise yeah. old owl, um, 
I, I think it's it's only natural that you you pick up lessons and uh, and learn things as you go through life. You know, there are a lot of incredibly intelligent and wise young human beings out there these days, and I guess there always has been. But I think it's it's important to look at. You know, you're only going to improve if you keep your eyes open and you're. You're always looking to improve yourself and that never really ends. You hopefully pick up these skills and experiences that allow you to take on life yeah, a little bit more prepared. So, so for me, knowing where I was just 10 years ago, it's, mm-hmm. I almost don't even recognize who I am today because I, I went deeper into trying to understand what life was about and what my purpose was and you know, trying to understand what I wanted to do with my time, realizing how precious it is. And that, that caused me to take more of a mature mindset and a more, and I guess take more responsibility for myself rather than rely on anybody or anything to fix anything for me or do the work for me. Mm. And I guess that the wisdom comes in accepting that that's on me and taking positive power from that realization. So it allows you to apply yourself, be a kinder human being to others and to yourself. And then you're always kind of like, I'm always looking for elderly people that I've got lots of great stories and, you know, have interesting lives to see, you know, what other people have experienced, to see what I might be able to take away from them. And I think if you have that learning mindset and you have that uh, understanding and humble approach mm-hmm. to life, you, you can learn from so many different things. And I think that's a really nice way to look at things because you never know when life might take a little turn or your, yeah. your focus might shift. And I think it's great to em- embrace age and wisdom and maturity mm. because, it, it, you know, if you are, you know, opening your eyes and your ears, you, you're going to learn a lot of great things that will carry in good stead, I believe. Yeah, yeah the key word is being open to it there, I think. Mm. Um, I think we're not really taught or um, encouraged, I think, think actively anymore to be open to those wisdoms and to want to seek out the life experiences of others in that way perhaps we're so focused on achieving milestones and I don't know at school it's getting through your exams and then there's a challenge after that and it's almost like it's set out by society what we should and shouldn't be striving for and we forget about perhaps the natural cyclic process of of life where we're meant to be embracing um each generation for their different experiences so how can we get the balance between I guess a short-term and a long-term gratifying experience I'm sure you're asked that type of thing a lot but they're very different I think yeah I think from my perspective it's it's about being less pressured by external forces and being pushed or forced by other people's expectations Mm. and with with you know the world being you know faster than ever and you know that competitive mentality of wanting to achieve lots of things or live your best life or you know make this this amount of money or whatever your expectations are of yourself or what you feel is expected of you I feel that that can really cloud tapping into what we actually really want to do with the time that we have. And I Mm. find a lot of people position themselves or follow these paths because that's what they think they should do or what other people have been successful with. 
and we miss out doing the things that really would bring us joy or bring us that happiness and feel more fulfilled and not have any regrets. And I've been that person. Yeah. But I feel that, you know, the, the little things often get missed and the little things can be the real key in you maintaining that feeling of like contentment and fulfillment and gratitude for literally having a roof over your head or having good friends around you, good, having a loving family or, you know, being able to pay your bills and go on holidays. A lot of us take the little things that some take for granted. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, really great opportunities to feel more grounded and really grateful for the little things that make the bigger achievements even more epic. Or, and, I, and I feel, you know, again, from my experience and the clients that I have, a lot of the time it's that they're stressed because of all the expectations they have for themselves and trying to impress others that they don't even really like or care about, looking yeah. for that um, gratification from others showing off or you know your certain friend circles rather than going and following your passion and your dream and being willing to make a shift and change your environment and because i know i did that myself mm. i moved to australia after being in london for 10 years what a big move as well massive move but a, a move that probably changed well it did change my life i'm not saying everyone has to move to australia but <laughs> I, I put myself in a position in a job in London after my rugby career ended and I thought it's just all about making money whereas I made the money but then I, I was probably more unhappy than I ever was because mm. I was ignoring the underlying feeling, the gut feeling that I wanted something different and I feel like sometimes when we step out of our comfort zone like that because we do follow our heart or we, we follow that gut instinct to like try something different, explore something different can just open up a whole new world for you that, you know, can, can lead to some really incredible places. And I think you can't force that mindset on someone. What's so interesting about everything you've just said is that I think it takes a degree of mental strength or clarification to know that you need to take a step back, that you need to practice gratitude or these things will enhance your life because they're not skills that we're taught to do mm -hmm. um, and it takes a certain kind of individual to do that and I think it could benefit so many of us the practice of gratitude um, I, I myself could definitely take a lot from what you're saying right now and remember to implement it but I think we get so wrapped up in our day-to-day -day lives that um, being kind to ourselves as well is it becomes extremely difficult i mean what what would you say to any client that you had that isn't being kind to themselves how would you encourage somebody to take a step back and say look think about these things are there any practices they can do would journaling be something you'd recommend yeah so i mean without you know shamelessly you know talking about the book that i've no please that i'm releasing, releasing right book. now i mean this book is is you know what i like to feel is is that workbook of all of these great healthy mm. practices that i've i've learned over the last 10 years well since i guess since my childhood but you know gratitude is in there 
and breathing is in there movement is in there nature time is in there you know what you put in your body food wise nutrition is in there sleep all of these things are like nurturing for your soul and your overall well-being that might just be that moment where you get to go oh I was a little bit stressed and wound up and overwhelmed and I hadn't even given myself a second to even realize and I wonder why that was why I was Mm. feeling the way I was feeling so a lot of the time people I say people as uh, the human race <laughs> dealing with all of the yes. problems that we, we we face in the world or all of these issues, they can often be overcomplicated because we try and fix all of these things in our lives that we wish were better or we want to change career, we want to change relationship, maybe we want a different relationship, maybe we want to make more money, maybe we want to lose weight, all of these things that can torment us Mm. and it can be really painful and an emotional roller coaster a lot of the time we're missing the point that maybe we just need to work on ourselves and our mm. attitude and our mindset and our gut health and our uh how the way we breathe how much time are we getting outdoors to de-stress your system to find more space and get more clarity with actually what's coming up for you rather than ignoring the signs. Mm. So we need to find more time to create that little bit of space. Yeah. To be able to get that clarity, to make better decisions, to be kinder to ourselves, to be more understanding towards others. And all of these things are are free, you know, and, mm. and it's just a case of just being more aware of these tools being available to you and knowing that it doesn't take take much time to just take a moment to rethink where your energy's been going today. You know, how do you feel? You know, how's your day going? What's coming up for you? What's on your mind? You know, how's all your headspace? You know, all of these things you just got to yeah. ask yourself, right? At first. Self-awareness, I guess. Self-awareness. It's really, really knowing. And that's something that we all lose. I guess as a child, it's so interesting. Um, my son is now 14 months and he's extremely self-aware. He will cry <laughs> when he wants something. Yeah, they, just, they, they know. Brilliant. And I, yeah. as we age, we just lose everything that your book tells us we need to do. It's like we, we're programmed somehow I think we've done something wrong as the human race because we seem to program ourselves out of um, out of it. And I know in the clinic, from my nutritional experience, we lose how to eat intuitively, which we do wonderfully when we are children. Uh, perhaps it's the added anxiety and stress of adulthood. Do you think that that creates a lot of these um, problems of being self-aware that we just can't do it or we don't do it? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I'm not sure I have all the answers for that. But I think <laughs> no, I, I know. <laughs> the, the, but I, I, I would love to know all the answers and I would love to mm. be able to say exactly what it is. But, you know, I, I only can talk from my own experience and obviously yeah. the, the people that I get to work with. What seems to be consistent is we, we create these lives and a lot of time, obviously, steered from our childhood and who we're surrounded by, you know, our parents and or whatever our upbringing is and the people, the friends that we have and the the things that we're exposed to, the things that we hear, the things that we see. Mm. And obviously, we could, you know, now say social media, for example, is one big space where we're bombarded with all sorts <laughs> of different lives and experiences and expectations and what life could be like and should be like and you know, on and on. And I feel 
we just need to take a moment sometimes when we're in that space where we feel overwhelmed or we, we feel like we aren't quite where we want to be or you know you you kind of like take a moment to find a little bit of space in your thoughts and then realize you are in control of how you respond to everything mm. so anything you read everything you see everything you hear you have a choice as an adult or anyone you know even whatever age you are to respond any way you want Obviously, we, you know, certain people can be more sensitive than others and some are a bit more hard, tough skins and they can just brush off anything. But deep down, we're these living, breathing, incredible human beings that have a choice to behave and respond and act any way we want. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So it's just a case of, I think that realization that you can be manipulated by other people and other things, but it's still mm -hmm. your choice to be manipulated and to react and to let things control you. So going back to, you know, the tools that, you know, have helped me through these situations where I felt like really like lost or, um, in, in that heavy headspace and those head funks that kind of like dominated my, my younger years. It's things like accepting that I'm in control of my own life. As an adult, mm. I get to choose where I go, who I spend my time with, where I live, you know, what I focus on, where I spend my time. And yeah. that is why I've been able to work on the yoga practice. When I found yeah. yoga all those years ago, it was like, oh my God, you know, what a, what a realization to know that my body doesn't have to be tense, breathing mm. a certain way that helps me calm down and be less angry and like emotionally overwhelmed. And then also then prioritizing sleep, knowing, knowing how important yeah. that is. And uh, when you can, obviously, 
you'll know all about that with a young kid it doesn't always do. work out where you get lots of you know lovely sleep but yeah it helps though it makes a hell of a difference when you do get the sleep ever for everything you've said we have a choice it's such a simple thing to say but so groundbreaking isn't it it's mm. like it's like this blatantly obvious thing staring all of us in the face mm. yet we we just lose that perspective i think maybe where we live in a hierarchy society where there are external factors that we think we can't control like our work-based environment or you know perhaps somebody's boss is telling them at work um, that they can or can't do something whereas actually we do all have a choice and we, we can speak up and say things and like you've said just taking control of knowing you have a choice and then trying to focus on the other elements like you mentioned in your book the sleep and the nutrition and you introduced movement which was life-changing for you as well and i think it, it would be for a lot of people i think just acknowledging or learning how to breathe diaphragmatically would be life-changing for so many people mm -hmm. they need a kind of um oh like a prompt a bit of a um a push and from your experience then what would be the best way to start implementing these positive changes what would you start with first if, if a client of yours is saying right i want to do everything in your book what would you say would be first so let's let's position this and present it with more context yes. so we all want there's always things that we wish we could change in some way or you know have more of it in our lives um and we don't need to name what those things are, but we all kind of have those on various different levels. So when I have a client come to me or pretty much majority of every client's like, I want to fix this. I'm not happy with that. I would like to work on that. Do you know about that? And it's like so overwhelming. It's like nothing ever really gets done. And that's why a lot of people don't get to where they want to be because they try and fix everything all in one go. Mm. Or they're trying to do things that they simply just do not have the time to do. It's too much of a shift from where they are right now. So the, the main thing there is, is looking at the first things that are a priority to you that you feel are the biggest obstacle or the biggest challenge you face and looking at what the, the next step is in the right direction. And that can just be one thing. Mm. Just to know that you're making that progress, that you're working on yourself, you're, you're one step closer to resolving that thing or creating that new life and a lot of the time because people think it takes a lot of time to do this yeah the reason the book has been created in a way where we have these four pillars that i feel are always a cornerstone of anybody i'm working with mm. breathing movement nutrition and sleep yeah so in every single one of those four elements in this book there is an exercise in there that will take a minute, five minutes of your time. Mm. Who doesn't have five minutes, really? I we, love it when you put it like that. We all do, really. We somewhere. all do, don't we? Exactly. <laughs> there is no excuse. So even easier, rather than work on all four of them, why not just pick one? Mm. In that moment, practice that. And what I would always say is breath, because right now, me and you are breathing, right? Already, we have to breathe. But a lot of the time... One of the key things that often is missed is our breathing is, is obviously a lifeline, but it controls our energy. Our emotions can be manipulated by our breath. Our performance 
our mindset, our mood. So in that split second that you realize you want to create a shift, take a breath in and let it out slow. Oh, it can be instant if you're lucky enough, but that might just give you a little bit of space and a little bit less, I guess, mental fog to make a better decision in that moment rather than react and make a decision you might regret. Yeah. And then decisions are crucial, aren't they? Well, that's it. It's just, it's just we have to be self-aware and rather than react, know that in a moment where we just catch our breath to make a better decision or to decide in that moment to get up, leave my phone alone, stop looking at social mm. media and go and find mm. some time outside to move in nature or you know, eat something healthy when I could be looking at all these snacks in my fridge. Maybe it's, this is that moment where I should probably get rid of those things and I'm going to choose to make a better decision for, for lunch. Mm. Or rather than watch TV and be on my phone till midnight, I'm going to turn all that technology off and I'm going to choose to focus on getting a better night's sleep. And then knowing next day, wow, that worked. Mm. And then you have the power back. Yeah. I have to say it when you say it out loud of course it is it does sound so simple but it's true i found last night myself i was exhausted all week and i thought you know what i'm just gonna go to bed at nine o'clock <laughs> yeah. and then just i did and my son was asleep and sure enough he had an early wake up which i knew he would and it was 6 15 wake up this morning but at least i'd gone to bed early and i felt a million times better compared mm -hmm. to my 11 p.m., which is my usual laptop late at night work zone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we can occasionally control, well, we can every day pick one of those aspects because it may not be possible for somebody to pick the sleep one night. So let's work on the other pillar. It is definitely possible to do one of those at any point in time. Now, I do want to go into breath work a little bit mm -hmm. more because I, I know as a singer in my previous life how important it is but i don't think i even understood back then the benefits that i was reaping from learning how to implement um breathing technique into mm -hmm. my daily life so do you want to just explain to everybody what it does and why it can instantly calm you yeah so i was also that person i, I played rugby um for most of my younger years and mm. never once did i pay attention to my breathing i lifted <laughs> lots of weights i ate lots of food and uh you know i trained a lot but i was missing one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle yeah and what i realized as i as i got a little bit older and and, and wiser and started to look deeper into you know what was causing my injuries and why i was so anxious and stressed and why my body wasn't recovering and why i wasn't sleeping very well and while I had these mood swings, I was exposed to a breathing exercise that was simply observe your breath in, mm. breathe in, hold your breath at the top, breathe out nice and slow, and then hold your breath for a moment at the bottom, and then repeat that for 10 times. And I noticed my heart rate drop, I noticed my energy levels calmed, and I felt just this, this moment of like complete clarity. And I was also blown away that just breathing that way would make such a difference in just a space of five minutes. And, you know, to go behind the mechanics of it all, we, we breathe all day anyway, we have to, but 
when we're breathing without any guidance or any knowing of the difference between a certain breathing cycle, a lot of the time it means we're breathing with dysfunction. And breathing dysfunction with people that might be listening right now, they might be hunched over, shoulders rounded, chest cavity closed down so the lungs aren't even breathing, aren't really taking in as much oxygen as they can or as much air. And then also squashing their belly in that hunched position over their laptops and their phone. So their diaphragm down in the, on the, in the belly, which is the primary breathing muscle, isn't, evil, isn't, isn't even sorry, able to do its job. So that's the first thing, you know, positioning when you're breathing. What a game changer when you sit upright and your shoulders go back and you can take that fuller, yeah. deeper belly breath. And then there's also the element of using the oxygen that you're breathing in efficiently. If you breathe short and shallow, like for example, in and out of your mouth into your upper chest, it tends to be feeding into that stress response. And we're breathing out our oxygen rather than absorbing it into all of our cells where it's needed. So absolute game changer when someone explained that to me, whereas most of us are walking around completely oblivious. So for example, right now, if you are breathing through your mouth, in and out of the mouth, it's likely that you're breathing into your upper chest, your mouth is dry, you're more prone to snoring, and amongst many other issues. Whereas if, as soon as I learned to breathe through my nose, not only was I feeling more calm, I was able to use my diaphragm a lot better, take deeper, fuller breaths in, and also have my nervous system stay in more of a relaxed state. But these are all things we need to practice. And the more we practice consciously through breathing exercises day to day and learning to breathe through our nose when we catch ourselves throughout our day, we're more likely to be able to utilize the benefits of it when we're needing it most. So subconsciously and when we're sleeping and so on and so on. So, And that would be mindfulness or a form of meditation for surely sure. if we practice it and I think that's where so you've mentioned obviously breathing does tap into that parasympathetic nervous system mm -hmm. it instantly will have that relaxing part but it, it does take practice it is the amount of people um that you will ask to take a deep breath in and as you <laughs> said their shoulders will go up they're not breathing through their diaphragm it's actually quite difficult to mm -hmm. try and focus on your rib cage coming out mm -hmm. and visualizing i used to have singing lessons it would be a balloon <laughs> yeah that's right you know <laughs> yeah. blow a balloon down in the diaphragm area but it's really difficult to do and it does sound simple breathing but once you nail the technique it is life-changing and a lot of people think oh well, i can't meditate and i was one of those people richie i was terrible i'm too busy to meditate i'm a scientist i don't need to meditate <laughs> you know all that kind of nonsense <laughs> attitude Actually, my deep breathing every day is my form of meditation. Mm -hmm. And what would you say to people with my previous attitude that meditation is just not possible? What would be your, your words to that? So the first thing to probably put people's mind at rest is meditation tends to be pretty hard for most people. And I don't think it ever really gets really easy unless you're a monk, but I'm sure they have their issues sometimes. <laughs> but you know, even though I have all these tools to use, there are days when I really struggle to sit still because my mind is so busy and stimulated. So rather than writing it off, 
I will use forms of breath work to improve my, I guess, or to get me into a better place to be able to meditate. So meditation is a bit about bringing present awareness to the task at hand or the place that you're in, completely connected to that moment, rather than thoughts running around the head and an emotional mess and trying to do a million different things at the same time, very hard to meditate in those situations. But what we do need to try and do is try and find a moment of calm in these situations that we are, you know, it's inevitable that we're going to face each day. Mm. So for me, meditation became easier when I was able to find breathwork practices that allowed me to just turn the volume down on my thoughts and be less reactive to situations. So mm. not just a mental pause, but like a physical release of calm and less anxious uh, overwhelm. And then once the breathwork practice was, I guess, gone through for a few minutes or whatever time I had spare, I could then sit in silence and be okay with that for a moment. Or I'd get up and I'd be able to do a walking meditation or just be more mindful of my energy because I just stopped for a moment and found a little bit of stillness. And I think that comes in various different forms that people aren't aware of, which again, in the book is why I've broken down all my favorite ones that I feel have been mm. lifesavers for me and, and all my clients, especially how you tap into the biomechanics and the biochemistry and get people to really understand what's happening. It's really empowering to know that you have that control and you have that ability if you know how to put it into practice. I wish it was taught at school, Richard. Oh, I, no, do, right. I do feel that coping skills, because we're not taught coping skills, we're not taught how to deal with stress, how to deal with anxiety, um, how to deal with lots of life situations, it would save a lot of people um, almost a form of, it would save a lot of self-harm if I'm being honest. Mm. I think if, if we learn from a young age to manage these negative emotions or these natural physiological responses, which of course can be important, stress is incredibly important, we need to be stressed, but it's we don't need it to be excessive or chronic. And I, I know for one that food becomes a coping strategy for many of my clients, a way of um, coping with difficult emotions and difficult feelings. But perhaps we could lessen the number of people that do um, unfortunately experience negative health as a result of stress and anxiety through just simple breath work. It would, it would be life-changing. But we do have questions from our listeners, Richie, for you today. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure ones that you're very used to facing, but I thought they were particularly relevant for this, um, this episode. So Kitty has said, how can I start to get my confidence back going back into an office? You know, because of COVID, I've been at home for so long. I just feel like I have no confidence. Yeah, I, I can I can completely relate to that. I had my first experience back in London not so long ago to go and do some filming mm -hmm. with uh, yeah. my uh, my fit community, and it was it was it was very odd. You know, I'm I'm even more isolated in Wales where I am, and I was a bit nervous to go back into the mix of it. Um, and and I guess from my experience, it, it's it's about being a little bit less pressured by you know having any expectations of you again and you know taking your time knowing that everybody's in the same place you know there's a lot of people in exactly the same place as kitty 
that are going to need some time to adjust. But knowing that everyone's kind of in, you know been through the same experience and we've all had to adapt, confidence to try and reconnect with your, I guess, whether it's your team or other colleagues or even friends, you know, because you've been isolated like that, we've all been on this journey where we've had to dig deep some days and we've had a lot of time in our own head and created different dialogue that, you know, we couldn't have foreseen. Confidence comes from, you know, being less, well, I, feel, I find working on yourself and not worrying about others so much. And I think when we, when we work on ourselves in a positive way by, you know, taking time out a little bit more, now, what have been the lifelines for most of us to get through the last year? You know, have you noticed that getting outside more has been really good for your headspace? Yeah. Have you noticed that, you know, drinking too much alcohol is not good for your headspace? Have you, you know, have you practiced breathing exercises where you've been able to stay calm in, in stressful situations? So interestingly, that aren't the, one of the next questions was, is it true that being amongst nature is key to optimal happiness and i think you said that at the beginning mm -hmm. didn't you that actually getting into a new environment can be very calming and create happiness yeah so i think to to run into that that question as well when it comes to you know working on yourself and let's say you know finding some confidence and and reintegrating into any situation knowing that other people will probably understand is is a mm -hmm. is a nice thing to be aware of and actually you know, sharing what's going on, you know, telling people that it's, you're having this experience and, you know, I guess reaching out, I think is an always, is always something to, to remind people of. Don't feel isolated where you think no one's going to understand that you might be nervous and you might be struggling <laughs> and, you know, it might, you might need a little pep talk, you know, because yep. it's very likely that that person that you decide to share with understands completely. And all of a sudden that, that, you know, lack of confidence is, is, uh, is eased because you're like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Mm. And what I find has been a game changer uh, for me is, is actually saying that to people. And I did say that to people that I came across. Wow, it's really weird being around people again. You know, it's like I've been so used to my own company. Yeah, you know, and I have. It's <laughs> been very strange. It's so I feel strange. Like how to make small talk, Richie? Yeah, that's am, it. That's it. I've lost my touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you've got a little one to chat with, even though they probably can't chat as much as they want them uh, to. It's yet. more ba ba da da ga yeah. ga. It's not quite the same. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I think it's really important for people to not, you know, feel like they're isolated, and I, I think mm. confidence with reintegrating back into society and you know, taking care of yourself is, is, is a really good place to start. And I, and I find if you, if you share these experiences and suggest going for walks in nature with your colleagues and spending more time connecting, because we've all been disconnected, what we want to try yeah. and do now is reconnect in, our, in, our, in as many ways as we can to rebuild these social connections and break down the, the artificial barriers that have come up for a lot of people that have caused relationship this dynamics oh, as wow. well just to yeah. add in a huge and i want to get this question in with what because i think it fits with what you're saying um gina said my 
my boyfriend is so negative and she said she said it's such a downer should i mm. she's actually written should i get rid or keep trying to support him <laughs> it's just i mean i, I can laugh at it because it is quite you know quite out there gina but i think a lot of people are struggling aren't they richie with relationship dynamics right big time now. i'm actually quite glad this question's come up i like these real yeah. chats actually where yeah you know i i laugh at it because i'm like do i should i get rid of it and for me what comes up there is because i know i've been in a situation where i've been with a partner that has been mm. super negative and i've blamed myself for being part of the problem or you question things and you wonder is is it better on the other side of this or should i just try and work on it and try and figure it out for myself or should i get rid uh, or should mm. i move on or and, and i think there's so many different things that come up in relationships especially when you're so isolated and living with each other under each other's feet and you don't get as much yeah. space as you normally would do to do your own stuff this has been a, a catalyst for a lot of relationship issues during the last year and I know about this because I've actually been asked a lot about this with clients that have also had a lot of different struggles. So from my point of view, it's about communication. And, and, and I feel if you go through every avenue to communicate with the other person and share your opinion and your views and your feelings and you're completely transparent in obviously a calm way there's a very different way to say this and to bring these things up if yeah. you do it in, in an angry intense way energy meets energy so it's very hard to have a a calm conversation talking about these issues or concerns about that person being negative and understanding if you can be of any help you know what is causing you to be this way or is there anything i can help you with or you know i i understand that it's 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 or, you know, without knowing anyone's in, um, personal life and being that support network for that person to be able to allow them to share and to communicate with you. And sometimes that can really help. But on mm. the flip side, in case you does need to get rid, if that person is not wanting to be helped and it is bringing your energy down, and you've done everything you possibly can to be of service and to be a positive energy and to be supportive and understanding and shared the way it's making you feel. And this isn't just about negativity. What the biggest shift my personal experience was actually just saying, this isn't for me anymore. And I, and I'm, and I feel we've come to that point where I would like to live in a different way and takes a lot of confidence doesn't it takes a lot of confidence point, think, takes a lot of confidence it. and i'm not saying it was easy it took me a year to say that <laughs> mm, yeah yeah, <laughs> but, yeah there you go. it's um i just feel a lot of the time we can save ourselves a lot of time by just biting the bullet and just accepting that this is really what we want and, and not doubting yourself if you've done everything you possibly can but you do need to have a lot more compassion and understanding yeah. with other people right now because there are people struggling and not knowing how to deal with it and and I just feel like just being able to share and communicate and be open and honest and respectful is a really good place to start. I agree. That's a good answer. And having no regrets, because if you've done everything you can and you have followed those um, communication routes and opened those communication pathways with one another, then 
then hopefully you will get to get to the bottom of it. But I think that's all we've got time for for questions. They were really good ones, actually. I think we've really... Yeah, nice mix there. <laughs> a very nice mix. Um, ones we can all relate to, that's for sure. Um, so we now move on to our fact or fiction round, Richie. So just to spice things up a bit, are you ready? Okay, let's go. Here we go. So if you can answer fact or fiction to the following. It's okay to not feel positive all the time. Fact. It's silly to believe that thoughts shape reality. Oh, it's <laughs> silly, do you say? Mm, yeah. Oh, I think that's fiction. Mm, I probably would have gone for that as well, I think. Um, sculpted aesthetics will never lead to real happiness. Facts. Learning from mistakes is more important than avoiding them in the first place. Facts. You need to change a lot of factors in your life to become positive. Oh, fiction. It's normal for people to have a period of depression. Facts. We should all take supplements to support brain health. Fiction. Everyone should experience the power of meditation. At least once, yes, facts. <laughs> um, <laughs> affirmations work for everybody. Fiction, but I like to think facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I ask, can I be 50-50 on that one? <laughs> yeah, you can, of course. <laughs> and the last one, positive thinkers ignore the world's suffering. Fiction. Brilliant fact or fiction round. So precise. And it really does get you thinking, actually. It does. Um, it does. Oh, which leads us on to wrapping up the episode and finishing with a food for thought. And I think I will finish today on um, touching on what Richie said by the fact that if you place yourself sometimes out of your comfort zone or in a new environment it may initially feel a bit strange but you will probably more than likely reap the rewards afterwards because as Richie said it's celebrating the small wins and I loved I loved that you said that actually um you know just being in the countryside get, getting off your phone sometimes and being able to I don't even see a bird flying in the sky mm. it's little things like that that are quite humbling actually and mm knowing that working on yourself is actually difficult but very worthwhile and something that I think we all need to be more aware of ourselves. Um, but Richie, if you could leave our listeners today with a take-home message, um, a food for thought, what would that be? I would try and simplify that <laughs> potential yes. huge answer there, but because yeah. there's so many things I would love people to go away and think about. and. Mm. I think the key thing here is to remember that wherever that wherever you are in your world, in your life today, right this moment, and anything that might be bothering you or anything that you see as a challenge or an obstacle you might be facing or there's, there's a journey that you're on that you're finding hard work or challenging, think about what the first or the next step you can take or the next move you can make, the action you can take, the decision you can make to just get one step closer to mm. overcoming that obstacle or yeah. should I say what's the one thing that can be that little win that you can celebrate today and to simplify mm. that even more is 
obviously you, you pick up my book today i could quite easily direct you something that would help <laughs> but yes if you think about we overcomplicate things so much and we end up sometimes feeling really deflated and overwhelmed and not feel like we're making any progress and that can be disheartening so simplify as much as you know can you just make sure you're drinking enough water today can you decide mm -hmm to go for a walk right now without your phone, take your shoes off, put your feet in the grass and look up at the sky and just take a moment to slow down your breathing. Maybe it's writing something cool. down. Plan mm. your day tomorrow. Set an intention for being kind to yourself and to others today. And make yourself a lovely healthy meal that you know is going to nourish you from the inside and then treat yourself to an early night all things we have the power to control and all have a huge impact on our overall health and well-being celebrate those things and then repeat tomorrow one i mean gosh um hugely impactful words there from you richie <laughs> and wonderful wonderful take-home advice i feel like i could talk to you forever and i'm so glad we've had this conversation today yeah. the book is out now so everybody can head over to their popular bookstores to get a copy and thank you for coming on food for thought if our listeners want to learn more about what you do in your wonderful book where can you direct them to so the the website um, is thestrengthtemple.co.uk my uh, social channel richie norton underscore but really if you want all the magic that has just come out of my heart and my mind and gone into my book that is called lift your vibe and you can get it pretty much anywhere you would normally pick up a book from go out grab a copy and richie thank you so much for being such a delight on food for thought today my pleasure thanks for having me if you are enjoying Food for Thought, you will absolutely love our up and coming episodes. So if you don't already subscribe, make sure you click and then you can be the first to hear it every Monday. It would also be brilliant if you have the time to leave a review so that we can reach higher highs in the charts and hopefully then we can help more and more people because that is what this podcast is all about. And in case you haven't heard, I've got a brand new book on the way. It's called The Science of Nutrition and my book will be coming out this December, so December 2021. It's available to pre-order now on Amazon, so do head over there to check it out. And for any more information about my Retrition Clinic, the books, healthy recipes and so much more, just head on over to retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and TikTok. 